When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast where I can honestly, honestly say I did not expect to do one of these following the following a win again this season. I was convinced Sunderland weren't going to get another point. Uh, instead, in typical Sunderland fashion, I guess you could say you go and play against a manager who hasn't lost a home game in 41 games and we win 2-0. We are joined tonight, myself and Gareth, by Rory, uh, as usual. Usual now, two and three. Would you say, Rory? Yeah, it, sort of. Solid in and two around and three. that. Yeah. In and around. Well, in, in around the sixty-six point six percent. Two and three, because he won ah, two yeah, and three games, didn't he? Oh, they were calling him Houdini in the national press today. It's were a bit they? over the top, wasn't it? Well, they were never actually in the relegation <laughs> zone. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no. A bit like us well, under the, like They do course. love Harry the national media, don't they? Mm. Uh, we're joined by Tom Lynn as well. Good to have you on, Tom. It's been yeah. a while. Thank you. When uh, I walked in the studio, you were having some sort of conversation about what happened at the weekend, so I didn't quite catch a story. I don't know if it is it worth telling our listeners the story, what, what happened at Hull or something. Uh, I walked into it, so... Yeah, I, I went to Hull with the original intention of going to the match, um, staying with a friend who's a big Sunderland fan, season card holder who lives down there, works in the oil industry, um, and I ended up not going to the match and instead went and had a look around the city of culture. Okay. The pubs in the city of culture? Or the, yes, or they were involved, <laughs> yes. Down the marina. So it's like a glimpse of what Sunderland's going to look like in yeah. 2021. Well, that's what I was hoping, actually. If it, you know, the, 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 word, the, the change is incredible. I haven't gone there over the last few years. Um, from a football perspective, the, the, the one sort of humorous thing was after the match, waiting for this mate of mine to come back. Um, so this bar was all these dejected Hull fans coming in and sitting in tables close to us and we'd sort of like hear the conversation. Um, and ironically, they were quite impressed by the way we'd played, you know, couldn't understand why we were getting relegated, etc., etc. Um, Should have sidled up and gone, well, I've got yeah, a list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, so it was a bit of a, a bit of a surreal experience. They did, of course, uh, they were like praising the fans, you know, saying, oh, that lot of crackers, you know, sell out, you know, they sold out and two and a half thousand people there singing 2 0 to the championship and just going on as well. It was just like a big party. They, they just couldn't understand it. We've got used to it over the years, gallows humour. Yeah. yeah. It became well, an enough order, enough. really, hasn't it? Singing, yeah. going down with Sunderland to them as well. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. and well, it's interesting because I, I was reading the, the, um, often when when Sunderland win or, or lose, I like to read the the local <laughs> paper. Win or lose, <laughs> yeah. I like to read the local paper of the uh, of the side who we've played. So I had a look at the way the the, the whole I think it's a whole mail um, report of it, and 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 their writers were saying pretty much the same. And considering this is a side who have been winning at home since a new manager come in. The, the writer was saying it's kind of if you watch the game in isolation, you wouldn't believe that Sunderland were relegated with five games to go, whatever yeah. it was. Which is yeah. little consolation to us now. Mm-hmm. Is it a consolation to David Moyes? Can he pull this back around? Do we think if he'd even lost it in the first place? I think it's worth remembering that Hull, not with too much of a downer on it, but Hull were pretty terrible and did totally 
stand off us, didn't really press us at all. <clears throat> Complacency? Possibly, yeah, yeah, just turned up expecting the win, which we've seen plenty of times, you know, when we've had a good result and then we, you know, we have a home game against someone winnable mm. and we just don't rise to the occasion. I think that's what you've got. Some of them have been rubbish sorry. this season, haven't they? But you've got, we, we were saying yesterday, Gareth, weren't we, that no matter how bad Sunderland have been, there's still a side with international players in it. Yeah. And you can't turn up in the Premier League and just think you well, don't have to do anything <clears> and put the effort in. I think that's one of the big arguments about the fact that we've been relegated, you know, and, and yes, we'll have had injuries, but so have other clubs, and the bottom line is our squad's probably as strong as at least six or seven other clubs, and we've just gone down with a whimper. I think that's what's like really annoying people at the moment. There's been no real passion or aggression, and of course the, the cynics might say that on Saturday when we beat Hull, that maybe because a few you players... Because I wasn't there, yeah. Well, that's great. I'll stay awake. That's going to be the case. But uh, I think a lot of people were suggesting that certain individuals would put themselves in the shop window as well. So, Did I'm you see those comments from um, that Nias before the game? I was worried about how many goals they were going to score. That was his worry well, that said, they wouldn't. Well, that's they, it, isn't it? That's they wouldn't score enough goals because the goal difference is so poor. It wasn't about. It was only. It was a formality to win the game, but they had to worried that they wouldn't score enough. To give themselves a, a chance to stay up, yeah. they didn't. Re- it, 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 it's quite interesting because I think most people agree that the man of the match in that game was Jordan Pickford, but mm. it's still not like he made loads of like blinding saves or anything. Really was good it? Ones, there was a couple of standout ones, yeah, but it wasn't like he was peppered with shots all through the game. I think Hull only had four or five shots on target. It's interesting maybe. to to, to put that uh, into rela- relation to what you say, Gareth, about how many points he might get you next season mm-hmm. because on with a less able keeper of the weekend, we could have lost that game 2-1. Yeah. I think it was his most complete display for Sunderland is just every single decision he made was 100% correct and that ball to the four where he just totally split the defence was that's why he's mm. he's worth he's worth more than this reported seventeen million that Everton have put in for him. People have been commenting from outside all season on Pickford, but you do really think that they feel like the bandwagon's in full flow mm, now, yeah. don't you? I was it's, just it's listening to more, um, match of the day were really really bigging him up. And yeah, it's, it's, I was just listening to Guardian Football Weekly on the way here. I can't remember who it was, but it wasn't one of the usual people who big up Sunderland like Barry. Well, I say big up Sunderland at <laughs> Barry Glendon, but Sunderland yeah. supporter. Um, I think it might have been Simon Burton was just saying he's never been this excited about a young English keeper before and I think it's how most Sunderland fans have felt for a, a year now because, like I said, just every single decision he made was, was correct. He, he came out for like awkward crosses and even when he was just punching them instead of catching them, they were going clear. It was, it was It's better to punch them like that rather than try to catch it and just flap it away. He just makes those correct decisions all the time. The reason he'll do so well is, is his... His attitude and mentality, you know, mm. he'll go, he's going to go to a much better team than us and a better team than Everton. Not that Everton are a bad team, but when he moves, he'll go to a, a real top mm. team. And it's his concentration, I think, is that's the thing that will get him through because obviously he's going to be nowhere near as busy <clears throat> at the mm. the top club that he goes to. And you know, he's so you know he's always switched on. And I think that's the thing that's going to. Make, make him one of the top keepers is his mentality. He's got everything physically. He knows, you know, the the sort of bread and butter goalkeeping stuff. But it's the, the you know, that mental strength. I think yeah. he was such a young lad, and he's playing like a twenty-seven, twenty-eight-year-old goalkeeper, and he's twenty-one. What's he going to be like when he's twenty-eight? I think he. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up like at Real Madrid or Barcelona or something in the future. I know that sounds. Some people might go. Oh, that's a little bit, you know. Yeah. But he. he I don't. I don't. Yeah, I'd put him in 
almost like a similar bracket to Gareth Bale as an outfield player as a goalkeeper. Yeah, personally. Yeah, that's a good point. But you know, I might be overegging it a bit there. But I just think about all the goalkeepers, like you know, going to the game for such a long time and seeing so many players come through, top players, and it just you, he's so good comparatively to other goalkeepers. It'd be nice to think we would get like you know another two or three years out of him. Yeah. Obviously, it's already been hinted that if if one of the so-called elite clubs buy him, that the mere loan him back was. Um, but it would, it would be just nice if we had, if it would happen for another two or three years, and I think it'd be good from his point of view. You know that he's getting regular first team football, and he is a Sunderland lad. So hopefully, somewhere in his conscience, he might you know one of his his goal immediate goals might be to try and get us back in the Premiership. You know, it but obviously, surprises, if like. they've got it, you know, if he's got agents and people in the background who'll be trying to you know to move him on um, to better him, but they obviously they also better themselves, don't they? When they're moving players on, so. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting one because we've got to get our we've got to get what he's worth basically. Some of the fees that have been you know going around the last couple of weeks like sort of twelve fifteen million. I mean they're just ridiculous for a player of that potential. I wouldn't sell him for anything less than thirty five million. I just yeah. I'd, I'd hold out for him. I think it would just send yeah. Yeah. send out a really good positive message for next season that mm. look he's one of our best players. I know we do need to raise money, but I think we can do that with other members of the squad. I think you've got mm. you know Barini. Corne, Kazri, Lenz even possibly, who could be raising funds with before Pickford. And those are players that you probably do really want to see leave because they probably don't want to be here, whereas Pickford would unless you know really, really big club club does come in, but I think you could convince him with his age and with his position as well. It's not like a forward who goes and bangs goals in the championship, but they say, you know, it's only it is only championship defences. Saving great shots is saving great shots. Commanding your area at that level is really difficult because it's a really physical league and that distribution is brilliant at any level yeah. he can he can keep playing I think for at least a season a level below and still maybe get a big move um, and like we said local lad might want to be value, part of a team that gets us yeah. back up his value is not going to depreciate no yeah. not at all so yeah. I don't, there's no pressure on Sunderland to sell I yeah. think if we said I think if you said to him you know what we want to keep you and we'll, you know the time's not right but you know, you'll get your move eventually. Yeah, we won't stand in your way. Yeah, I think. I think the yeah. other issue is whatever money we get for him is is it, is it going to be given to the manager to you know to, to spend to bring players in, or is it going to be partly used to clear the debt off? I think that needs to be clarified oh. as well. Mm. From Pickford to, to the rest of the the players, Rory, any 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 standout ones um, for you? I think Dong played really well, um, and I think Honeyman actually, to his credit, no, I've, I've been quite critical <clears> of Honeyman <throat> that he's just you know all he does is run around a lot, but he was. Really classy on the ball, um, high pass completion percentage, which shows he's got a bit of maturity. Um, I think midfield generally was quite nice to see a young, energetic midfield, which for next season I think is the type of thing you would want. I'm not saying Honeyman's going to be the answer to, to our midfield problems, but we're going to need a big squad in the Championship. It's a gruelling division. A lot of games, you know, sometimes you're going to be playing three times in six or seven days. So if you can have him as an option to call upon, along with Lyndon Gooch, who, you know, gets up and down the pitch and has got a bit of creativity along with Ndong. You're putting Catamol's leadership and experience back in there. That sounds a lot more preferable to me than the likes of Rodwell, Gibson, you know, who... Even that header Honeyman missed early on, where he should have buried it. But the fact they got in that position, mm. not saying that from Rodwell or, or Gibson lately. Mm. Um, I know they play tend to play a little bit deeper, but it was... That's that's the kind of midfield we're going to need in the championship. We're going to need to play more on the front foot, especially if we start the season well. You know, teams will sit off us a little bit because we're going to be the big fish in the small pond. And 
Hull is the level of team really we're going to be playing against at the top end of the division. So if that midfield three, I know Denai is not going to be here next season, but if if that kind of midfield is what we're putting out, and you think they would do they would do all right with a little bit of class, like I say, injected in there from Catamore. I think that's a positive, and credit to Moyes for doing it as well, actually, for going with a young midfield and not playing it safe. I know it's easy to say when the pressure's off, mm. but still deserves a bit of credit for I that. I always feel like it was a defining game, don't you, for, for Honeyman? I mean, I, I, I we, we asked um, some of our Twitter followers, uh, the eight players who are out of contract at the end of the season, we, we did a quick poll, a quick fire one, uh, it was only on like three hours or something, where we said, you know, would you keep or get rid? And I'll, I mean, I'll come back to them all in a little bit, but just... To acknowledge George Honeyman, obviously. Uh, I mean, I know technically if he plays another game, he, he, he gets rewarded with another contract anyway. But we're still asked to keep or get rid, and 87% said keep. And I would suggest before the whole game, that would have been nowhere near that. Yeah, it would figure. have been closer to 50 50, wouldn't mm. it? But I say he's, he's, he's an option. Probably not going to mm. start every week, but at least he'll probably be able to do a job. Yeah, I remember when he came on against Spurs in the home game, and he, he looked like you know, so they pulled somebody out of the crowd who'd never played <laughs> professional football. But obviously, you know, he's had a couple of games since then, and he, he's looked all right. Um, and to come into a struggling team as well, where everybody's unhappy, basically. Um, you know, he is wanting to keep. I mean, for what it's going to cost as well to keep him, yeah, just to exactly. see how he progresses from like from this point. Yeah. And maybe give him it doesn't seem years. logical at all at all to no. think about letting him go, does it? No. When, when, no. when you're going to be looking into thinking your squad out uh, yeah. in the championship, yeah. and as you say, midfielders, when you, you're going to need to rotate some of those those players as well. Um, do do we think that do we buy into this narrative that the pressure was off and some of them performed, or do we just think Hull didn't turn up on the day? Or how much credit do we want to give David Moyes? Is what I'm saying. <laughs> is what I'm driving at here. Tom, you've seen some managers over the years. Tell me about David Moyes. Um, I can I can only judge him on what I've seen and heard, and he's like like most people, he's he's really disappointed with his attitude. It's a, it's almost as though he was promised certain things, those things, i.e., money, even though he spent over thirty million pounds, um, didn't materialise, and he just he's just acted the whole season as though he's in a bit of a huff. I mean, you can just pull out so many different negative quotes and I think we've also seen recently some of the players when they've been speaking to the media that things aren't happy behind the scenes either with a lot of them um, just think like in January when he said that you know the, the players I can't I'm paraphrasing the, the players were looking at won't make that much difference to the squad so you're thinking A why do you look at players who won't make any difference to the squad and B why do you say it because it's just you know it's like the comment the second game of the season against Middlesbrough when he almost accepted we're going to be in a relegation fight and he made some comment at the weekend um, before the whole game that he said the reason he's been constantly saying that Sunderland in a relegation battle and coming out with you know what most people perceive as negativity is because he says I was led to believe that people like to be told the truth in this area. Yeah, well, that was interesting. Well, everybody likes to be told the truth, but conversely, everybody likes to see a little mm. bit of a little bit of fight. I think. <clears throat> Without getting too emotional about it, I think David Moyes needs to realise a lot of the you know the two and a half thousand Sunderland fans who were down at Hull on Saturday sacrificed quite a, a lot in their lives. You know, some of them probably don't go on a foreign holiday so they can pay for the season ticket or you know give up give up other things in their lives. And I think Moyes' attitude just brought the whole the whole place down. You know, fans, staff alike. You know, you've got you've got all this stuff going on again behind the scenes with. Um, Good people losing the job. Um, I could name names, but I won't. But there's some like people who've been there a long, long time, who are sunning through and through, and it's almost as though the souls being ripped out of the club. I'm not saying this is all David Moyes' fault, and obviously we've had relegation battles for 
the majority of the 10 years we've been back in the Premiership um, and when Moyes came in I'll hold my hands up I thought he's probably as good as anyone available everybody although it's become a bit of a joke now because he's referred to so much himself everybody sort of said he, he built Everton up into a sort of strong you know strong side I mean most of the time when he was managing we hated playing them and they gave us you know two or three proper tannins at times um, and he, yeah he just disappointed me it, it, it's if he stays, I'll be the happiest Sunderland supporter, you know, going if he if he does well for us and has a sort of change of heart and a change of attitude and can bring some decent players in. But I, I still feel as though he's a bit of a dead man walking, to be honest, because yeah. I just think there's so much feeling against him because of his negativity and he still doesn't really show much remorse. He just said, you know, I've been telling it as it is and this is what's happened, so it's it's almost like tough. But the the... the Honesty is like it's subjective as well. It's like him saying that the players aren't good enough is his mm-hmm. opinion on that group of players. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would beg to differ. Yeah. You know, I would say if you look at the the two teams at the weekend, on paper, don't think there's uh-huh. little or anything between the two sides to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um And you look at what Silver's done when he's come in and he's taken yeah. what twenty twenty four points is it I think from yeah. from his game since he's come in so. You know, that's the same as Moyes has taken in a season, mm-hmm. and he's only had what? I mean, any, well, I don't any know how many games? Nineteen games, something yeah. like that. A- any workplace where you come in with a miserable demeanour yourself, and, and basically <coughs> sort of suggesting that the workforce lack quality, they'll eventually start believing it. And mm. You know, you've got to use a bit of reverse psychology and, and build people up, even if in the back of your mind you might be thinking, "I don't really believe what I'm saying," but at least it's it's something positive. Mm. I mean, there's, there's, there's part of you that, that wonders his whole approach. To the job um, as well. I mean, I, I didn't want to just start Moyes passion again. He just won a game as well. Um, but I, I think you know what we're, what we're driving at is that the whole time he was here, it was almost as if to say, like, you yeah, look, you have me, rather than mm-hmm. yeah. this is a, this is a job I can't afford to mess up because yeah. my reputation is on the brink here. Yeah. So I need to put my all into it to to, to do something right. And it's just there's been an awkwardness from yeah. the start, hasn't it? Even well, even now it's it's on his everything's on. His, on his terms well I've met the board and if they yeah. meet my expectations mm-hmm. for what I want to do next season mm-hmm. then I'll stay that's what it's kind of is yeah. reading between the lines and if I don't it's because they haven't given me what I need Yeah, I think you though, he more than likely isn't going to I know the, the rumours were flying about a week ago that he was going to leave they seem to have calmed down now and it does look like he's going to be in charge of the team come the new season. Yeah, but if Swansea come and win four 0 away, well, no, that's yeah, suddenly yeah. changed. Well, that's what you were saying before the whole yeah, game as well. Sunderland yeah. have won a game, and it does make a massive difference. And people can say that certain players don't, you know, don't like them or whatever. But if they're losing every week, then that's automatically going to happen, isn't it? Because they're looking for somebody to blame. Winning football games yeah. can, can change everything. But you mentioned rep- his reputation taking a bash, and then I think that's a really important point. I think the best thing we can hope for as fans of Sunderland is. His reputation's taken such a bash, and he realizes I can't fail here. I've made mistakes, and I need to turn this round. Because if I don't turn this round and get Sunderland back up, where's my next job coming from? If I want to be successful in football, he's got to get Sunderland promoted, and he's probably got to do it in one season. Because any stutter and start to the championship, say we're mid-table or you know lower half of the table come October, November, that's when I think people like Martin Bain and Ellis Short will be like yeah. hold on a second he's got to go now so yeah. for, we have to hope he's so egocentric and selfish really that yeah. it, it puts the fire back in him and yeah. it reignites the club as well yeah he had, he had an easy ride for fans because he, he was hiding behind the stability issue I think for a long time plus the fact 
because we've almost got away with murder the last few seasons by staying up that people thought oh we'll just wait till March and we'll start winning games again but like it, it, it didn't happen and everybody suddenly like cottoned on god this guy's just been so negative look where we are yeah. now uh, I think the interesting thing at the weekend as well is a lot of like the pundits on match of the day and um, you know in the sort of like mainstream media as well have, have, have started to analyse what he's been saying mm-hmm. analysing his comments whereas in the past they've just been saying well, David Moyes you know was a good manager at Everton you know he'll do a good job for Sunderland. They haven't really, they haven't really been aware of what he's been saying almost on a weekly basis. Whereas yeah. obviously we're reading this and hearing this stuff all the time. But uh, really interesting at the weekend, people have started to like pick up on his comments and, and, and you know as he lost his mojo. What do you mean, Gina said on Five Live, didn't he? What we've been saying for months that he needs to come out and <clears throat> with some fight and say that he's proud to manage the club. I yeah. honestly think him coming out and saying that, whether yeah. it's at the end of the season, whether it's you know, tomorrow or whenever. Mm. If he says that, it will yeah. not repair the damage completely, but at least it'll make supporters like myself who think he probably should go. Well, yeah, let's you know refresh at the end of this at the end of this season, going to the championship new and prove prove that you've that you're proud to be here. You know, yeah, get the, get the right kind of players <clears throat> in and etc. I think alongside that as well, even if he came out and said, look, maybe. Maybe I have, like, maybe I've made a bit of a mistake in some of the stuff I've said. Mm-hmm. If yeah, you yeah. admitted a little yeah. bit of culpability yeah. and said, "But you know, I've, I've, you know, I've learned, and I'm gonna, you never stop learning, blah blah blah, and then mm-hmm. next season I'm gonna do this, this, yeah. and this," I think that would that because, again, reflecting on the kind of people who support Sunderland and the, mm-hmm. the kind of club it is, I think if somebody did that, I think people are going off fair play and like, yeah. well, it'd be honesty, wouldn't it? He said that people respect honesty, yeah, exactly. okay, and that yeah. that's exactly what that would exactly. be. Yeah. Start smiling in his press conferences as well <laughs> would help. I wasn't actually aware that Everton fans weren't happy with apparently the way he used to. Um, he used to sort of quash expectation levels there. I was yeah. speaking to some some people mm. in Liverpool mm. who I know. Man, um, I mean, Man United fans as well. Mm, you know, apparently when they were playing Man City, he was going, "What a great side Man City were," and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And mm. I think when they played Liverpool, sort of like likewise, instead of like bigging them up. Um, you know, some people might say when we do them, good to get a dose of reality. You know, Man United fans now and again, but uh, he, he certainly didn't do himself any favours there at all. I mean, Rio Ferdinand was on in his book about his obsession with like pass rates and stats and everything, rather than just you know, were we winning games or not. Um, he's, I, I don't know. I think he's just, I think he's come to Sunderland and probably he's so disappointed at what happened at Man United in particular that he he thinks he's doing us a favour by mm. by being yeah. here. You know. Yeah. He made. He made a, there was a suggestion that he, when he had this meeting, he'd taken some sort of promotion plan in with him to this meeting about he's watched, you know, what it takes to get out of that league, and this is what he wants to do, and this is what we need to do, and all that. I was thinking, you've not that up quick, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Expect a bid for Daryl yeah. Murphy then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, another thing around the corner. Another thing allegedly when he's at Man United, Alex Ferguson said, basically, you just come in and replace me, just keep all my coaching staff, you know, Mike Field and all the other characters who were there at the time. And he didn't. He cleaned them all out and brought, you know, brought all his Everton stuff in. Whereas, but he's been criticised for not doing that here, Tom. Yeah, but so a different, a different club. I think different. It is. Yeah. No, yeah. it is. But it makes he's you wonder. a bigger transition at Man United. United. But it makes yeah. you wonder what, it, what what's his thought process because he, he doesn't do it at one club, then he does it at another club, and I, I think that's something else with Sunderland need as well. I think they've got to, they've got to look at some of the you know the. I mean, Paul Bracewell, for example, looks. He's never very animated. Um, he just half the time doesn't look interested. He may, be, you know, I, I may be totally wrong, but I, I think he, he needs Moyes needs to have a look at his, his coaching mm. staff and what he what he's working with and decide if it, you know if we need some change. He reminds you of like 
the grander sitting in the corner on a Sunday afternoon, <laughs> like having a little bit of a snooze yeah. on the set while the football's on in the yeah. corner of the room, and occasionally yeah. a wake up yeah. and go, that was a Connie Ball, yeah. or something like <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Where Stockdale's the opposite, really, yeah. isn't he? He's like your the enthusiastic like, yeah. younger brother yeah. or something. Yeah. I Sit down! <laughs> I tell you what, you used to do that to people, Italian football back in the day on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember, what do you call it? Da- was it Paul games. Davis, was it all? Is he called Paul Davis? The, the, he, had, like, he had like a terrible one of those Ronaldo thing, haircut things on the front, I think. I have no was idea what you're about. What was he called again? The, he, was a, he was an English player who ended up doing punditry on... Football, tell you. Paul Elliott. Paul Elliott. Paul Elliott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, he. Uh, Chelsea. Yeah. He played. My memory of Paul Elliott as a player was the cup fight quarter final in '92. He played in that yeah. game, didn't he? When Gordon yeah. Armstrong scored. Yeah. He played for Chelsea that game. I'm going to do the break um, before you do this. We will. I was going to say we'll have a break, and then we'll have a look at those Twitter results, and I'll get the opinion of those in the studio as well. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, we did ask you on Twitter earlier on. It was uh, quite a, a snap poll, really. We only put three hours on it or something. It was just something I decided to do while I was sitting at work, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> uh, eight, eight players out of contract. What's the uh, um, mobile phone policy you were? I was on my break, actually, guys. Oh, right, so okay, in case any of my bosses are listening or anything like that, trying to grasp me up. You'll be able to check at the time when the polls were posted. Yeah, yeah, that's right. true as you well. No, I've logged it. I've logged it, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway... Um, a very hard worker if anybody, uh, <laughs> any future employee might be listening. Um, okay, John O'Shea, I think we've had this one, haven't we? Uh, internally, we've discussed certainly on the Into the Light we have, Gareth. So I, I know our listeners probably know where you and I stand on it. Tom, John O'Shea, contract, yes or not? Yeah, I'd give him a short-term contract for the championship. I'd also, to be honest, I'd be looking at, to maybe keep him at the club in some capacity, mm. if possible. I it's think quite he's, a popular... Yeah. I think he's been a great professional, and mm. um, just like Jermaine Defoe, he's, he's, he's come into a bit of a negative situation, but he's never 
criticise the club or the fans or anything. You know, he's just got on with his job. I think he's a good pro. I thought he was very good at the weekend, actually. Yeah, he did have a really good game. Um, I just, yeah, I totally agree with Tom. He's he's been at the club at a very difficult period, and he's always conducted himself well. You know, he we're going to need a couple of centre halves as well. Yeah. Well, we, you sell Corny, and that, that's going to be a position we're going to need a couple of people in, maybe younger, fresher, and it's ideal to have somebody like that. Well, if you had, around, you had Jones, Oviedo, O'Shea, and you bring in maybe a young centre back who's got mm. some legs, a bit to learn, mm. and he can, you know, bring Sounds like on, you're describing you know? Papi Gelabodji to me <laughs> there, like. No, he's already <laughs> looking for another club. He wants yeah, to stay in the Premier yeah. League. <laughs> go on then. He can, yeah. Have a go at that. Yes. See how that works out for you. Because it's the, the, the eight million quarterback for him, even though I don't think they paid anywhere near that for him. Um, no, that was that was the way that the people voted. There were around 450 votes on these, which is not bad for considering everybody else. These, these 450 people must have been at work diving as well. <laughs> everybody else was working, so couldn't uh, feature in the poll. And it was 75% to keep John O'Shea, 25% to get rid. Seb Larson, Tom. Um, again, for the championship, I'll probably keep my... I'll be honest, he's not always been my favourite player, and I don't think he's done a lot this season. Um, but he's... His attitude can never be questioned. Uh, sometimes he probably tries too hard, and you actually w- wonder what he's doing. But um, I would, I would keep him. I'd, I'd be the opposite to that. Um, I've always been a bit of an apologist for Larson, but I think we're all going to ha- have players like Rodwell mm. and Gibson, yeah. who were already here. We're not going to be moving you spoke on. About the energy at the weekend. Didn't yeah, you? exactly. And Larson this season does look like his legs have gone. I think he's, I think he's been a good servant of the club. I don't. And like you say, Tommy works really hard. You can't question his attitude, but I think it's just a bit of a natural conclusion. That's like, what I would do because he's because I think just think we're so overstocked in that position with players yeah. on contracts mm. who could probably do what he can at that level. The mm. wages are better. I, I wouldn't really elsewhere. argue against it. I was just thinking, you know, what we were saying before about you need you need bodies in the championship. Maybe I might not be adverse to it if you were saying we're going to sell Rodwell yeah. and or yeah. Gibson. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. keep yeah. him. I would agree, but you never get rid of them with the wages exactly. Well, yeah, so. Gibson's obviously been signed for the championship as well, yeah. really, yeah. hasn't he? So. You never know other wages. They get a they get a decrease. Remember, they get a yeah, wage true. cut. So is it fifty percent? So I think it's four. Is it forty percent? I've seen fifty percent bandied yeah. about, but obviously yeah. it might depend on when these were brought in. Yeah, Although Larson did sign an extension when yeah, two did. years ago. That's massive for ago. the obviously the situation we're in. Yeah, obviously that changes a lot financially. Oh, yeah. You know, mm. well, most people did go along with that as well. Sixty-eight uh, percent. People said get rid of Seb Larson. Thirty-two percent said keep Jan Kirchhoff. Was really interesting. Brexit, I, I, kept, I kept I kept an eye on this most of the day just because it was interesting and it genuinely genuinely. We weren't working hard. <laughs> Whenever a break popped up, you know, it's uh, <laughs> a lot of breaks. Had, had a quick check on me before. Three, oh um, and it was genuinely and literally fifty-fifty for most of well, the day. Well, wasn't it? Was fifty-two forty-eight? No, <laughs> you let me finish. I said for most of the day. Oh, right, okay. And then when I've checked the final results here, it's fifty-two percent said keep. I'm a little bit surprised at that, if I'm being honest. I, I personally, I, I think you've you've got to get rid. But if if you if you like that type of player, then maybe go and look for somebody who can give you games. But I think as a manager, you just cannot afford to keep persevering with him. Yeah. I mean, it was it, it, it's strange how uh, Allardyce, you know, his regime seemed to be able to keep him injury free, whereas under Moyes, you know, he, he came back and he was sort of gone straight away and he's been out for so long. I just don't think we're going to afford to keep him. Yeah, I agree. What Too a, much of a risk. What would you say if he said he'd pay as you play? Yeah, but 
He's not going to lose that one, whether yeah, he yeah, would up, yeah. be up for that or not. Another thing, because yeah. he's obviously got his own situation to think about well, as well. Possibly. I mean, he was, you know, the, the last few games of last season, so, you know, the Chelsea game where he's as good as any player on the pitch. He was fantastic for us, but he's obviously, when you look at his career stats as well, he's obviously got massive injury problems. On a page you play, if, I don't think he will. I think you just let him go because he's mm-hmm. based, he's suggested as such more. He's yeah. on a page you play, definitely keep, definitely if you wanted to do well, that, do be, that, yeah, definitely. because he got even if you got fifteen, twenty games out of him. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I thought I was quite surprised by the results of that one, actually. Um, uh, Victor Anichibi, this one was quite um, strongly opinionated in, in, in favour of one way. I would I would keep him on the basis of... We haven't got any strikers. We haven't, yeah. <laughs> what more's going to miss the start of the season? Defoe's going to leave. Has his agent already come out and said the championship is in the division, kind of division... Him. Somebody told me that right. the weekend. I, I, really? I haven't read that. First I've heard of that. Well, I, I hadn't read it. Um, but, but yeah, uh, we're going to need. A lot. I was having a drink with watching the game. Said that his agent had come out and said, uh, yeah. and said that the championship was a bit too. I think his agent uh, should remember his position a year ago and think the beggars mm. can't be well, changed. Yeah, exactly. um, I mean, personally, I would, I would keep him. I don't think it was an, an ability thing. I don't think yeah. he was. He was sort of suggesting he's too good. I think he was saying that it was a bit to play too often. It's a bit too. Mm. Well, maybe, too physical maybe he might get an off physical eh? condition. Well, that, I think, that's why. Um, you, you've got to look at what I mean. They, Newcastle got seventy-five million pounds for three players when they got relegated, but the, you know they the basically bought a lot of players. Exactly um, what you were saying earlier, Rory, that uh, it, you, you do need a big squad. Um, for that reason, you, I would I would keep him. I would give him a contract. even if you he's, think he's a risk though because he does seem to yeah. have injuries, but but he's he proved his effectiveness and he he, he is a cliche championship. Type sort of yeah, target more of a, a moist centre forward as well. Oh, totally. Who, who, because we, we saw how ad, uh, advocates struggled to, to, to put Jermaine Defoe in his favoured 4 3 3, didn't yeah. we? You end up putting him out wide, a lot of dropping mm. him. Allardyce found a way to make it work. Moyes clearly mm. hasn't, um, yeah. which, which again, you know, maybe says a lot about Allardyce's ability in comparison to Moyes. But next season, one positive Moyes will be looking at because I mean, you can't leave Defoe out, can you? No. But Moyes must have been thinking, you know, he's isn't the kind of centre forward I would normally play no. with. I, th- I, I think Moyes will be looking to build a team with a big centre half yeah. up front and two pacey wingers, one of which will be what big more centre half up front. Big yeah. centre half, yeah, he's going to play John O'Shea, that's <laughs> why he's signing. No, big centre forward and two quick wingers because we're desperate for pace in that. Big centre half up front and two right backs in midfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love Mankeo. Yeah. We'll sign Mankeo to play him as a, yeah. as a inside forward. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, our, our, our followers agreed with that. Overwhelmingly, 81% said keep and each be offering something next season. 19% said get rid. Stephen Pienaar. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there's your answer. Yeah, yeah. he's got to go. 4% said keep and uh, 94% said get rid. Simi- Similarly, Johnny and Lescott. Who? Even, even more. Yeah. Three percent said ninety-seven percent. Three percent. New Moon was the interesting one, as I said, because eighty-seven percent now, and it just shows what one game of football can yeah, do yeah. for people. Because yeah. I, like Rory says, I think that would have been more like fifty-fifty before. Um, cause I think I, it, he hadn't done a lot to convince people. Let's be honest. If there's an automatic clause that kicks in, and you know, I think he'll, he'll definitely if he starts against Swansea, that'll probably be forget his. to put the relegation clause in it. <laughs> his um, new contract like, kicking before the end of the mm. season, and then they'll forget to put that in. That would be typical. Of someone, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, I think you know the to, highest earned yeah. player at the club. <laughs> you could argue he's earned it to an extent, couldn't you? If he if he gets in and he, that clause kicks in, if all of the youth players have got a similar sort of agreement in their deal. You know, and you never know. Might be 
could be one where it's like blimey we've got lucky here this the lad's done really well in yeah. the championship mm-hmm. or it could be one where it's like well he's you know a body but Will Buckley was a final one which I think people forget about <laughs> yeah yeah um, I asked 19% said keep I was surprised it was that high to be honest 19% I think if Buckley was playing in the championship now which I know he is <clears> but he's not going to game mm-hmm. if he was playing every week in the championship for, even from mid-table side and doing really really well I could see the logic in, in thinking mm. again, add another body to your squad mm. next season, but he's not getting a game. Is it Sheffield Wednesday, is that? Is Sheffield yeah. Wednesday? And he's not getting a game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know they're doing clubs, well. He's been yeah. injured quite a bit as well. Did he go to Leeds? I know Bridco did probably yeah, go there might. as well. I think I he did, know. didn't he? Yeah, Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. He's been at Birmingham. Yeah. So he's not, and he's, not, he's not doing anything of note. No, no, so no. I'm surprised. That 19% is probably the most he scored in his debut for Birmingham. They're, that 90% they'll more. probably are just thinking we don't have many attacking players who are mm. going to be here and it might be that just as a body but I think we could fill up those wages and use, yeah. use, get another young player it's of probably that there, stand yeah, yeah exactly the opportunity to, 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 you know, to move him on when, yeah. when we can totally what about reinvesting all this money back into the squad does it need to be done because we're in debt but we mentioned Newcastle there, didn't we? Uh, selling players and, and they put that all back into the playing squad. There needs yeah. to be a calculated gamble in a, in a way from, from short here, yeah. doesn't there? Where mm-hmm. you, you need to, because if you don't invest and you just say, all right, we're just going to uh, you know, pay some of the debt off and try and stabilise a little bit, yeah. that's really dangerous at that level but, but because that, you can just be lost without trace, but, can't you? You, that, need, you need to make a real go of it yeah. early on. I know right? they can't tell us exact figures. This is where like supporters, are, you know, not just Sunderland, but any club. You need to be given a little bit of information by the people who, you know, who rule a roost. Like Ellis Short needs to come out and, and tell us what his intentions are. Um, obviously, unless somebody buys us out, then he's going to be here, and his investment would benefit by us getting immediate promotion. And I think psychologically, if we don't go up first time, then you can start to get stuck in a bit of a rut. Um, and I think they've got to stop this business that the only thing supporters can entitled to know about is like buy the season cards and buy the merchandise Let's mm. tell, tell us what's going on behind the scenes so we understand a little bit so you don't have to give exact figures and exact circumstances but just give us a general feel about what you're going to do for the club and what you want what you want to achieve they did say they were going to um, reveal the plans for next season didn't mm. they in that statement when yeah. we got relegated they yeah. said when the season's over we'll let everybody I mean, know th- what th- we want to do there's another name that never gets mentioned in, in all these discussions of about Sunderland is this Simon Wilson who came from from Man City. Oh, yeah, yeah I forgot about. You yeah. know, I, I can't even remember what his official title is, but it's a sort of um, football operations. Say, yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, but, yeah. I didn't say, didn't say director of football. Um, but yeah, so so what, let let's hear what what his thoughts are, and you know, might they have some contacts at Man City, for example, for you know a couple of decent loan mm. players. I was reported that they're bringing somebody else in as well, didn't they? As another talent scout who was at Leicester. Right, um, okay. and then got a job at head of recruitment at Spurs, but then left mm. to go back to work with Pearson at Derby. Right, and he, yeah. I was reading, I think I can't remember who it was yeah. now. Um, it might be David Coverdale who was writing it. The, I mean, in general terms, the club needs a real shake because it is. It, it's obviously not dead, but it is. It is dead in a way. It's like everything's flat. There's no soul there. Everybody's really sort of like dejected, and these are need a couple more wins, don't they? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I know you know Swansea is is a. If, you, if we're basing on the the evidence we saw at the weekend, and that's a, a very winnable game for Sunderland now, mm. it seems. Um, Swansea told them. Then you got Arsenal and Chelsea, but wouldn't it be great just to to go and put a real upset in them in one of oh, those yeah. games? It would just be yeah. what the the fans need, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, just want people just they want a bit of pride back. As I say, the worst thing about this season is we've gone we've we've gone down without a fight. It's the most pathetic season I can remember. To be honest, it's even worse than the 
19 and 15 point seasons in a way if you if you look at the type of players we've got now mm. compared to what we had then it's similar um, to the 19 point one isn't it because yeah, that, that had a good start I got some good players in who you mm. felt just packed it in yeah, didn't and you and and, and, and and you know the, there are parallels between Wilkinson and and Moyes, I would suggest as well, yeah, with the way they conducted themselves. Yeah, so there was some stats going round. There was one stat going round. It got us thinking. So, Sunderland were the only team to be relegated from the Premier League four times. Yeah. They've been relegated with 15 points, which was a record. 19 points, which was a record before that. Mm. First team to get relegated from the Premier League with 40 points. Mm. Well, we must be up there yeah. with a team promoted to the Premier League the most times as well, then. Yeah. Well, well three times. Well. But if they've been relegated the most, but yo-yoed like that, then yeah. West Brom must be up there as yeah. well. They had a few. Yeah, West Brom love a good promotion and yeah, relegation, right. don't they? Well, they used to. Mm. Eight now. Stability, see? It's what happens yeah. if you get pure <laughs> in. Do you want to plug the London thing, Gareth? Oh, yeah, of course. Forgot about that. Yeah. I would have forgotten, but if you hadn't said, well done, Stephen. <laughs> Thank you. <coughs> yeah, um, we're on the 20th, the night before the Chelsea game, at the United's Templar as part of the... Sunday the FC uh, London branch celebrations. Uh, it's their fiftieth anniversary, and they've kindly asked us if we want to come down and um, do a, a do a torn <laughs> aye, as part of the thing. So we'll be doing a live show um, to get tickets. To yeah, go on. Drop some I will do. I'll get round to that. Stephen's doing the meat draw. Yeah. <laughs> the um, if you go to wisemansay.co.uk, all the details are on there. Or if you go and, and see out the London branch, um, the, all the details are there. You need to kind of email them to get a ticket. Yeah, put in a list and then and then they sort it out for you and you pay on the night, I believe. It's about fiver and non-members are welcome. If you're down in London, by the way, and you're a Sunderland fan, you haven't signed up with the branch, get yourself signed up. Um, but yes, the guest, we've got David Priest, um, who's a, currently a very good writer and, and ex-obviously Sunderland and Aberdeen and probably some Danish teams and that that I can't <laughs> pronounce. Um We've got Phil Smith is involved as well, the Sunderland Echo uh, writer who's been on the show a fair few times and he'll uh, be a debutant. Obviously he's peaked now, this will be his moment. Ian McIntosh of everything, off the, plays computer games. Um, what else yeah. does he do? He's got his website, the set, set pieces, pieces yeah. ESPN, and many things before that. So it'll be quite good. Got quite a good line-up there. It is. Um, so I get yourself down if you loose end before the uh, before the match on the, on the Saturday, a bit of a relegation party. Few boozers and that would be all right, wouldn't it? <laughs> Very good. It's getting filmed as well, so make sure you wear your best filmed. clothes and that. So it should be available as a podcast as well. That'll probably yeah. be the last. It'll probably be the last studio podcast of the season next week. I would have thought. Yeah. Can't wait for it to be over. To be honest, to <laughs> 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 be quite frank, it's like dragging yourself here and then doing the light as well, like talk about how rubbish we are two times a week. So like. That's why a win is nice to break up the monotony. Yeah, yeah. So we still managed to make it negative, though, which yeah. is good. Like it is that. weird. Like we'll have to check out to see if it's made a difference for the listening figures. Can you think of a more a more pointless win that we've ever had in a competitive fixture, like Ooh, in a league question. fixture especially? I don't think there has been. I was trying to think on my way here. Hmm. Like, obviously, our our time is obviously limited in supporting the club. Like someone, some historian will oh, probably pluck one out from the 1930s. or I something. I guess you could argue that the Fulham. When we beat them two one, but it was, was our first home win of the season. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's something to that. Yeah. yeah. When we beat West Brom that season, like all the, all all down. that win did was like knack up Hull. Like it was just yeah. evil. It was like there's no. Well, that was nothing for us. that season. Though, we beat West Brom one nil um, in the in the fifteen point season in January. Yeah. And I think that they they were pretty yeah. much thinking, well, well, that's us as yeah. well. I think they went yeah. down with us. But at least like then, like we we were thinking, oh, maybe. Great escapes coming yeah. here. It was still halfway through the season, yeah. as bad as we were. Yeah. But 
like this is we're already relegated. <laughs> yeah, well, that was probably only our ninth point of the season, so I'm not sure oh, anybody. Yeah, uh, another Northern <laughs> League away game this. next season, so better than going to Swansea. So. Mm. I, no, I quite like going to Swansea, but then you again got Cardiff. It's all the yeah, same, it's in too it. much, isn't it? Yeah, Cardiff two South Wales trips. Okay, well, thanks for listening. Make sure you come check back in for Into the Light later on in the week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.